Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week. I'm Otis Kingsman, and in today's episode, we'll be tackling this communication conundrum from listener Mike. Does email and texting affect our brain's cognitive functions? Even before the COVID lockdown, texting and emails have always been an essential communication method. But does this lead to any significant changes in how our brains function? Dr. Ravi Gajendran from the Florida International University has conducted some studies into this and is here to share his findings. We uh, conducted a series of studies that examined the use of text-based communication on complex uh, tasks. So these are tasks such as negotiation, decision-making, problem-solving. On those kinds of tasks, what we find is that using text-based communication, especially email, is harmful for your motivation for subsequent tasks that you turn to. So let's say we work together on a negotiation task. But after we finish that negotiation and I turn to a different task, you may have less motivation for that next task and you may actually do worse on that next task. So our cognitive functions may hold up to the initial task, but may be negatively impacted in the process, which will affect our future abilities. Turns out that when you're working on email, relative to, say, working face-to-face or in-person over Zoom for the same task, you don't have the other person in front of you, so you don't have access to how they're reacting to your communications. You have to craft them more carefully. You have to think in advance uh, to disambiguate your communication so that you're understood better. And when you put in a lot of effort, you experience fatigue, your brain is tired. And as a result, you have less energy or motivation for your for the next task you turn to subsequently. It's not that you should never use email for negotiation, but it's just that there is a hidden cost that we pay when we use email for you know, these complex tasks involving the creation of shared understanding. Sometimes, though, we are in situations where we have no choice but to use texting and email to conduct complex tasks such as in organisations needing to keep a record of what is said or communicate around a busy schedule. Ravi has a few techniques to help us in these situations. There are a few things that uh, you can do. Uh, One is just take a break. Allow yourself the time to recharge uh, mentally before you go into an important meeting or you take an important decision. Uh, The second thing you can do is you can schedule these communications towards the end of a workday. Uh, so that you're not doing anything important afterwards. A third thing that, you know, some research suggests is that a walk in nature uh, or just viewing nature or maybe even seeing, uh, you know, pictures of nature scrolling on your computer screen uh, might help you recharge. Um, And so that's something I want you to keep in mind. I'm I'm not anti-email. It's just that we need to recognize that there are costs. And once you know those costs, you can then decide whether it's worthwhile continuing on email 
or just picking up the phone and talking. So then, text-based communication may be convenient, but we should consider if it's as efficient as we first expected. Thank you to Mike for submitting that question to us. Next week, we'll be tackling this troublesome transport problem from listener Alistair. The electricals in my car stopped working after it was transported from Cape Town to the UK. I think there was a fault in the scanner in Cape Town. My question is, how do these container scanners or car scanners work and can it damage the electrical components? If you at home have a question, submit it to our forum, nakedscientists.com forward slash forum. Pop it on our website, nakedscientists.com or email us at chris at nakedscientists.com. I'm Otis Kingsman. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. Thank you.